So today I am in Luke 15, chapter 1 through 10. And last week, I must say, my eyes were not cooperative. Can you imagine that happening? I don't know what they were thinking. So this time I decided I would bring my reading glasses. <laughs> Maybe that's what they wanted. I don't know. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulder and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman having 10 coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is a joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, I want to begin today with a fashion show. Now, generally, I hate being in fashion shows. Actually, I always hate being in fashion shows. But sometimes the scripture and the day just calls for it. So I want you to see that I wore a red stole today. Now, we had talked about in the church wearing red, white, and blue today. Many of you do. I know that it is because so many here are Alabama fans, right? <laughs> yes, I, I know. It's because we are remembering this important day that has come to be known as Patriots Day. And in truth, this stole does not represent Patriots Day or 9-11 or even um, our country per se. But in other ways it does that is so important to us and that relates to me to what the scripture has said to me this week. And that is that God is a God who comes after the lost. And that when the lost are hurting God is there. And I believe that it is the Holy Spirit that fills us, which is represented by this bird that comes down to us, the dove. Now, I want you to see that the pyramids that we have, this is called a pyramid as well as a stole, and those are called pyramids, 
are green. I had to call Dawn and say, Dawn, do not get freaked out. She got freaked out. I called her and she freaked out. What happened, you know? I was like, where did you go? I don't see you. Um, when you see that I am not wearing the same color that is on the altar. The green represents what they call ordinary life. And I love that because you see, to me, green represents the green grass of the summer that is so beautiful. The plants that arise and grow from the, the greenness of the season that we have and the fruit that comes from it. And it's interesting to me that the red is not worn very often. It is worn on the day after Pentecost. And because I'm a sentimental fool, I want to tell you a story about red stoles. You see, to me, red's one of the best colors to wear, not because of any football, but because it's just a, a, a bright and colorful color that's beautiful to wear. We have some beautiful red pyramids. But once a year on Pentecost, that just doesn't seem enough. So the United Methodist Church, they have this thing called a general conference, which represents all the churches from around the world. And my mother had an opportunity to go there many times. And one of the things she did was be behind a movement that said, being that it represents the Holy Spirit, it seems like we should be able to use red more than one Sunday. And they voted that any time during ordinary time, you could celebrate the Holy Spirit. I think it should be any time during the year, don't you? Yeah. I mean, what a joy. And I want us to think about, as we think about this scripture, how the angels, and in my mind they did, the angels were there with all those who passed away. On 9-11. Have you ever heard the phrases, there are no atheists in foxholes? I think that is because the power of the Lord is so strong. Now, each of us have times that are, that are difficult in which we really need the Lord. Each of us has this time in which we just feel like God we need you today. And so often that's a time in which we feel lost, much like the sheep or even the coin. This week, I had a week in which I just felt kind of lost. And I just, I just kept going and I kept going, but it wasn't very easy. And so on Wednesday morning, I, as I always do, I got up at 5 o'clock and I went and I called my friend that I studied the scripture for Sunday with. And when I called her, I said, she said to me, Dorothy, is there anything I can do for you? And I said, just read the scripture. Just read the scripture. And she began with these words. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And at that, 
I began to cry. Now, I know you look at that and you think, now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. Dorothy, what is there to cry about in that passage? But I will tell you exactly what I heard because I've been studying this passage all week long and, and I was very aware of what was going to come. And all of a sudden, I realized that I, I was that lost sheep that had gotten caught in the brand, in, in some bush or some place just hanging off the side of a cliff. There are a lot of cliffs in Israel, I'm telling you. There are a lot of cliffs. This sheep which was lost, that was me. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to that place where you think, just at this moment I feel a little lost? And I realize that just like the shepherd was there, even though there were 99 sheep that he could have been taken care of, he chose to go for the one that was lost. And I knew that in that very moment, God was closer to me than ever because Jesus loved me. And today I want to talk about how Jesus loves you. I believe that there is a sense in which you and I need to remember day after day how Jesus reaches out to us. I wondered about this, this coin. Now, okay, I've lost a lot of coins, okay? As a matter of fact, I'm always dropping them between the seat of my car and the, the little uh, console in the middle. And I think, okay, I'll look underneath. And I go to look underneath, and I can't find it. And I know that I saw it drop there, and I can't find it. We lose things regularly. We lose things. But I was struck by the fact that she means that represented the dowry she'd been given by her family, that all of a sudden it would have a great value. But we don't really know how much value it had, except that we know it was worth something important to her. What is that? How is it that you and I experience Jesus loving us? Jesus looking and searching and praying for us. And how is it that we find the sense of reaching out to the one that is missing? My, my daughter Anna, when she gets married in the United States, is going to get married in a church called Woodlawn United Methodist Church. Now Woodlawn used to be a big church, real big church. And then it, it, it dwindled down, as some churches do. And then it had arson, and the whole church burned to the ground. And they built a very much smaller church. To, it was much more handicap accessible because the people had gotten a little older, and they needed more handicap accessible. And this is in a neighborhood that makes a lot of people nervous. 
And people will say, now why is your daughter getting married at Woodlawn United Methodist Church? I said, because that's her church. Well, why is that her church? Doesn't have any young people. I'm like, I know. It's not in the neighborhood she lives in. I said, I know. And some people think it's not a really good neighborhood. And I said, I know. <laughs> and I said, I'll tell you why. Because the first time she went to that church, she said they were all sitting there and they were singing and, and in walked a homeless man. And she said, and he did not smell good. I said, how do you know? She said, he got close. I could tell, Mama. She said, he didn't look good. She said, but it was clear the congregation knew him. And one of the ladies of the church, she said, and she said, and she said, Mama, she was old too. <laughs> she keeps thinking I'm old, and I keep telling her I am not old. I'm in the youth group here, right? <laughs> I'm not old. But anyhow, an old, old woman got up got out of her seat, took the man by hand, sat him down next to her, sat back down, opened the hymnal that he might see where they were. She said, Mama, that's the kind of church I want to go to. I want to go to one where they care for the lost. I said, well, I'm not arguing with that. And you know, when, they, when she moved out of the country, before COVID hit, they went online. Why? Because they wanted to make it possible for her to worship with them. Because you see, one of the wonders and glories of this story is that there is a group to be united together again to become the wholeness it was created to be. Now, I want to share with you one of my very favorite stories. Okay, my favorite story from 9-11. You may have heard it. There is an airport called Gander International Airport. And um, it's not very big. And it lives, Gander is a community that if you go out into the big community at large has about 10,000 people. And into that community, 38 flights had to land so that they could land instead of going to New York City. 38 flights with 7,000 stranded people landed in this area. Now I just want to say that if we had, say, say we have 70 here today, we have more than that, but say we had 70, it's easier math for me, and 100 people walked in today and they needed food and shelter and medicine and care and communication, 100 people. It would be challenging to us to welcome them in our homes to say, here they are. But this community immediately did this. They found housing 
for 10, let's see, for 7,000 people. I got the numbers back, but you get the point. I should have kept the glasses on. <laughs> 7,000 people. They cared for that day. 7,000 people. They even took them on tours. They provided bowling tournaments. <laughs> Their high school band did concerts. And they said, you don't turn your back on people in need. You don't turn your back on people in need. But you know, eventually they got back on their planes and they went back home and they went back where they lived. But that is not the end of the story. Because the people on the plane, one particular plane, they felt the gratitude so much that they wanted to pay it back. And one woman has dedicated her life to offering the people in this community scholarships so that their high school seniors can go to college. They have raised $1 million providing 200 local students the ability to go to college. Going after the lost. Looking for the needy. Yes, that is sometimes our job. Because we are the hands and feet of God. But more importantly, the hands and feet of God is there for you and me. I have felt your love this week in so many different ways, and it has been a gracious blessing. A wonderful thing. There is nothing more important to me than prayers and knowing that people care and are concerned for the difficulties of my life. We are given that precious opportunity to be the hands and feet. But we are also given the knowledge that when we are a lost sheep, when we are struggling, when we are so stressed and concerned that we cry at the words of all the tax collectors and sinners are coming here to listen to Jesus, that Jesus is with us and Jesus loves you and me. So today, I want you to take home and remember when that that day of darkness comes upon you, whatever kind of darkness it is, whatever kind of sense in which you are far away from that sense of comfort, that God is there with you. And as we are currently might be the 99, we're waiting there for God to bring you with us. So one day we're the lost sheep. The next day, we are the community. Wherever it is, the Holy Spirit is with us. And let us praise God. Amen.